Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is a content creator and social media influencer. My guest today is Hallie Smith. How would you describe a content creator to someone who doesn't really know exactly what it is? That's a really good question. A little bit of a loaded question, but I'll break it down like this because I think a lot of people get confused on what an influencer versus a content creator is and they'll kind of use the terms interchangeably. But the way that I see it is an influencer, everybody has influence, right? Mm -hmm. Influencers are just typically on a more of a mass scale. A content creator is somebody who handles the entire creation process of their content typically, or at least at the start. And they're making, whether it's videos, blogs, uh, photos, they're just creating content for people to consume. And there's so many different niches. There's so many different ways you can do it. It's really broad, a really broad thing. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people, I think, consider themselves maybe a content creator who are doing two completely different things. Yeah. Have you always watched or were a fan of like watching content creators and YouTube and you know, things like that? Yeah. So the funny thing is, is I actually had this one, I didn't follow a million different influencers. I know like some of my friends were like, Oh, do you watch this content creator? Do you watch these YouTube videos? I had this one girl I watched. Her name's actually Indie Blue. I've always watched her stuff. And it's kind of what inspired me to make videos of my own. She made, they're very uh, travel-based and movie style. They tell a story. And I just always was so inspired and loved her content. Um, And so I just started doing it for fun back in college uh, before I even had a following or anything. And then eventually I realized that it was something that I could actually do for my job for real yeah and I was like okay this is what I want to do because I didn't know yeah when did you decide to officially like pursue a YouTube channel I think uh I made my first YouTube post probably I'm pretty sure it was like 2016 so that was just me making a video and wanting to post it somewhere that wasn't me necessarily like you asked pursuing a YouTube channel um Actually, during quarantine is when I decided I was going to pursue a YouTube channel. And Mm -hmm. I used the same channel, obviously. Yeah. But um, I started posting. I think my first video was I just told my life story and why I was doing it. I was in quarantine. I had nothing better to do. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at the time. Yeah. I'm just going to post a YouTube video once a week and see what happens next. But it's funny to look back because I actually had a journal that I kept in, excuse me, I had a journal that I kept in college. And one of the things I wrote, like dream things was a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. Oh, wow. And I would write that every single day because that was how the journal worked. You're supposed to write your 10 goals or dreams every single day. And that Mm -hmm. was one of them. And I found it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Did it take you a while to find your niche in the YouTube world? Yes. Actually, I don't even know if I have one yet. I do I do have a good idea of what it is, but it's not something I would have known when I started. So I'm one of those people who's multi-passionate, and I struggle to pick a niche. And mm. I, I always attract other people who are, like, the same as I am, and we're always like, oh, I can't pick a niche. So 
I never really knew. I would try and I'd stick with it for like two weeks and then I would do something else. But kind of what I found, my niche and how I describe it to people is entertainment lifestyle. Yeah. So I do, it's like, essentially they're watching it because of the personality more so than what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Where some content creators, it's like, they make wine and they talk about facts about wine. Yeah. That's why people fall for the facts about wine. And maybe if they strayed, it might be harder for them to switch. Yeah. Uh, so it just kind of depends on what you're going for. But yeah, I, I found my niche. I didn't necessarily pick it. Ah, oh, I like that. What exactly is a short for film or film strategist, video strategist? Short form video strategist. Yeah, so that was me, honestly, playing around with different titles. Um, I... Before my accounts took off, I started my own freelance business, Halley Media and Design LLC. And so with that, I was doing freelance content creation for other people. So I wasn't really making my own content. I was doing the video and the photo and the social media for other people. Mm -hmm. And so once my accounts took off, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, but what am I going to do with it? So ever since then, it's kind of been, how can I make these two things go hand in hand? Mm -hmm. And I've tried doing uh, content creation for other people, which is where that short form video content strategist, I was trying to position myself as an expert. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I found is it kind of made me feel like I was living in two different worlds. Yeah. Uh, So now I've kind of started to refer to myself more as just a content creator again. Yeah. Um, But with the short form video content strategist, that was more saying how positioning myself as someone who is very strategic with the content. I don't just throw it out there. Yeah. And just hope it sticks. It's, you know, looking at trends, looking at what you're trying to accomplish, what your goals are and being strategic with the content you're posting. Yeah, I like that. Have you always had visions of just you have an LLC of your own. Have you always kind of thought mm. you would have one? I knew it. I always knew I wanted to eventually someday do my own business. My whole family is entre- filled with entrepreneurs. So it's just kind of in my blood. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would have never thought that I would do it right out of college. I was always, I was very with the system. I don't know if that makes sense. I'll explain. So, you're supposed to go to school for right. four years, you graduate, and then you get a corporate job, and then you work in your corporate job. I was very dedicated to that just because it was what was promoted, what's really promoted to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never tried to think outside the box. Yeah. Until senior year when I was like, hold on, I really don't want a corporate job. Yeah. Uh, so I started freelancing uh, through some of my internships that I had. And when I graduated, I just decided I wanted to do it full time. And again, at that point, I hadn't really made a decision. I just kind of coasted into it. Mm -hmm. But then when quarantine hit, I lost all of the clients I had. So I was like, I either have to commit to this, start an LLC, or I got to go to corporate. So that's when I was like, all right, I'm just going to commit. I'm going to go all in. Probably not most people would do that because it definitely was risky. Hey, YOLO. Right. Higher the risk, higher the return. Yeah, and look where you are now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
What do you love most about being a girl boss and being able to work for yourself? I love that. (laughs) So it definitely has its pros and cons, but the thing I love most about it is the freedom. Mm -hmm. That's something I highly value is freedom to, you know, share my ideas because I've always wanted to do something creative. And I always, I think that any time that your ideas are being controlled, it doesn't, it stifles the creativity. Yeah. I'm not saying there are environments that that works, but for me, I'm the most creative when I feel like I can just have free reign over what I'm doing. I'm the same way. I I know the feeling. I'm the same exact way. Yes. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. So it can be nerve-wracking, and it also sometimes you feel like you don't know what you're doing because you're honestly just paving a path. You don't know what you're doing. You're testing, mm-hmm. and you're trying things, and you're figuring out what works. Um, but really, it's – I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would too. Because it, it, is a, it is a commitment, but it's something that works well with me and my personality. Yeah. Were you a pandemic TikTok joiner? <laughs> I was. Same. Well, actually, my first, my, or wait, no, I actually, no, I had it before. I blew up during pandemic, but I got TikTok before in 2019, right before I graduated. And actually, my first viral video was January of 2020 when I was in Disney. Ah. And it was random. Like, it was so random, and I didn't capitalize off of it. I think I only got like 2,000 followers from it, but. I mean, I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, dipped your toe, like, did a little, like, taste test or dipped your toe in the water before you went swimming, if you know what I mean. Yes, exactly. Although I didn't really know what I was preparing myself for, but I just, I thought TikTok was fun. Yeah. I, when I first downloaded it, as I think most people did, they said, I'm never going to post, which I said at one point. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm in Disney. I've seen some viral Disney videos. Let's try it. Yeah. What do you love most about TikTok? Oh, good question. I like, honestly, the creativity and how everyone builds off of each other's creativity. Yeah. I've seen those stitches. I mean, it's not necessarily my content, but I love the stitches when people build off of each other and it just becomes this big, funny thing. Yeah. I think the interactive piece of it and... It's just not, it's just so cool how the algorithm is able to generate a feed specific to every single person that's on. Yeah. That's it's amazing what that thing does. does. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's honestly incredible. Um, but to be honest with you, YouTube's actually my, <clears throat> from a creator perspective, YouTube's my favorite platform. Oh, totally. From a consuming perspective, I do love TikTok. I'd say it's pretty close, but yeah. <laughs> You're able to establish, like not establish, display more, I think, on YouTube because of the length of a video versus TikTok where they're so short. Right. And what I've, my YouTube channel took off with YouTube shorts, which was essentially all of my TikToks posted onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm starting to branch into long form content, which is, like you said, the part that's great about YouTube I 
I'm really excited to do that. It's a good switch up for me, and it's where I started. I the first videos I made weren't TikToks. The first videos I made were yeah, not from YouTube videos. Yeah, like you're. So I'm excited to see how that resonates with my audience, and if I can make it be as successful as my short videos. Yeah, I am a big vlog watcher. Are you a big vlogger? Uh, okay. So that's that's what I'm going to. I'm going to try vlogs, and we're going to see how they work. Yeah. I have to get your feedback on them. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching a lot too recently to kind of get a good idea. But um, yeah, that's that's the direction I'm going to go and see how the analytics show and how my audience responds. Yeah. What is something you think is challenging about having a large following on social media? Definitely the pressure to keep having viral hits. Uh, that's something that was just tearing me apart when I first started because obviously when I first blew up it was a different realm of TikTok Mm -hmm. there was just creators going viral left and right it was just the nature of of the platform at the time every single video I posted was a given it was gonna go viral I didn't have to think about it I just oh that's gonna go viral Mm -hmm. now it's it's evolved to where you don't know you're not given you're not guaranteed every video is gonna go viral so yeah it's hard to not attach your worth and your talent and your skill to that number. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot better at it, but it's still something that you struggle with, especially when it's a video you're like, oh, this is good. I love this video. I can't wait for so many people to see it. And then it doesn't perform as well as you want. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of falling in love with the process and thinking about what you can control versus what you can't. Yeah. What is your greatest accomplishment? I would say honestly starting my business and just taking the leap on my own um because I really it was definitely the hardest part about all this because I know that if I would have gotten that corporate job I wouldn't have I would have been stuck a while yeah so I think taking the leap and then just since I was so committed to the to the subscribers on YouTube, I would say hitting my milestones on YouTube. I'm at 330k now. Oh wow! But the fact that I was writing down I want 100k for like two years before that mm-hmm. that is a big accomplishment to me because that's really what where my heart was. Yeah. Do you have like those YouTube plaques at home? I have the one. Yeah, I have the silver one. Um, I think the next one. I think you have to hit a million. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're cool looking. I've seen like when people they post, are, they're, really cool. they're like, they're like, do when you look at it, are you like, oh, I did it, like I accomplished a goal. Yeah, yeah, I I hung it on my wall actually right over here, um, and I do. I'm someone who I struggle with celebrating my wins because I'm always like, okay, good, next, what what do I do? Yeah, next, I'm the right? same way, but. It's kind of, it's the ambitious, it's the dark side to ambition, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've gotten better at forcing myself to just recognize, look what you did and celebrate it in your head every time you look at it, not yeah. just the first time. So yeah, I definitely do look at it sometimes and I'm like, wow, you did it. Good job. <laughs> what is a motto or a quote that you live by? Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. I love it. That is my favorite quote, which is very relevant (laughs) to what we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's my favorite quote ever. 
I love it. Whenever I feel like I'm not pushing myself out of my comfort zone, I start to feel stuck. Mm -hmm. And I know it's time to do something outside of my comfort zone. Do you like watching TV reruns? Oh, okay. So, like, like Friends? Yeah, it could be Friends. It could be any TV show. Yes, I watch... Well, I usually don't watch them as reruns. I Netflix, Hulu. Yeah. But I've watched Friends, like, two or three times. I've watched The Office two or three times. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, my friend... One of my friends wants me to get into Parks and Rec, and I haven't, like... I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It took me... It took me a little bit to get into it because it's it is similar to The Office, and so in my head I was like, I want I want to watch The Office again, but it was yeah. different, so I had to open my mind to it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I liked it. If you got to bring back one dead celebrity for twenty four hours, who would you want to bring back from the dead? Oh jeez, I'm so bad with celebrities. I'll just say that first, but let me think. I honestly, so I grew up dancing, mm-hmm. and I vividly remember we had this finale where, like, the whole dance, the whole dance crew all mm-hmm. came out together, and it was to Michael Jackson. Ooh. And I vividly remember the day he died because Me too. it was, be- it was before, um, before the show. So we're like, oh no, like this is gonna end up being a tribute to Michael Jackson. But yeah. I would say, hey Michael Jackson, just that's the first thing that comes to mind. Is yeah. That, have that vivid memory. What is your favorite finger food? Mm. Can it be desserts or anything? Yeah. Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. All the way. Oh, I just that made some. I just made some What'd the other. Say? I just made some from Ooh. scratch the other yeah. day. Yes. My friends tell me yeah. I make a mean chocolate chip cookie. Ugh. Yeah, I made, uh, actually, yesterday I baked these vegan cookie dough bars Ooh. and turned them into cookies. I did yeah. it for a video, but also to eat them. Yeah. Those were good. Would you rather have a private jet or a luxury yacht? Ooh. Hmm. probably rather have a luxury yacht because i love the water yeah i grew up on lake erie so i've always loved my family had a boat growing up so i've always loved being on the water so luxury yacht i'd have to go with that one who is somebody you'd love to collaborate with someday Mm. I would love that Indie Blue I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I would love to collaborate with her. She was she's um, I w- she's not like a mega mega influencer, but I just she has such a unique style and such a really cool way of telling her story and connecting with her audience. Um, I'd love to collaborate with her. I'm trying to think of some others. If any others pop in my head while we're talking, I'll, I'll tell you. But yeah, that's the first one that comes to mind. Were you popular in high school? Um, honestly, I don't know. I feel like I was always somebody who tried to fit in. Yeah. And I think that that always held me back. Mm -hmm. And 
starting my business and doing content creation has been huge for me in terms of personal development in the weirdest way possible because I've just owned the quirky parts about myself that I used to hate. Yeah. Like I always thought I was, I always would try not to be myself sometimes because I would try to fit in Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to get made fun of. Right. Um, I definitely gotten bullied before. So I was just like, I'm going to just try to not be, because I I have more of a quirky, dorky sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Totally. So I would like try to hide that, but I'm like, that's like my strength. So why would I hide that? Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? I do. It's not something I off I think about much, but whenever I've definitely had some weird paranormal experiences, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely real. And do what you believe it, in them? <laughs> depends on the situation. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Depends on the situation. Like, I don't really believe in, like, the whole, like, dead people come back as ghosts and, ha- and haunt you and spy on you. Like, that, I no, think it's no, creepy. No, I, I, I think that... There's definitely a level of believing in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like a minimal, like I'm at a minimal level. I would say I'm I'm there too. I Like I said, I've had some experiences where there's no other way to explain it than a ghost. Yeah. But I don't think that there's ghosts stalking me all the time. <laughs> yeah. What is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? Hmm. That is a good question. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> that no one knows about me. Not a lot of people, or just like a fun fact about yourself. I feel like a lot of people see me as a super structured, hardworking person, which I am. But like, I also like to have fun, and I'm really spontaneous. So as much as I seem plan 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 type person mm-hmm. I'm actually very not that I just do that to get by <laughs> yeah so yeah that would be a good one actually because I think that's kind of how I come off mm-hmm. because I have to do that just to kind of make things work but I'm very spontaneous yeah once again I've been speaking with content creator and social media influencer Hallie Smith I will see you all on my next episode where I'm chatting with Whitney Sprayberry from Spider-Man on Broadway <laughs>